0: Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. And my guest today is pharmacist Brad Butt from Cooliman Court Pharmacy in the ACT, part of the Life Pharmacy Group and the 2022 Guild Pharmacy of the Year winner. Brad is also the founder of Men's Health Down Under Health Clinics, which is where Brad and I met. So welcome, Brad.
1: Thanks for having us, Scott. We're looking forward to a chat.
0: Obviously you and I have had a chance to meet and a little bit of interaction online but for our listeners today who may not know you, who is Brad Butt?
1: Brad Butt's a late 30s pharmacist based in Canberra and a passionate community pharmacist and have been for a while. So I'm originally from Armidale which is in northern New South Wales. Mum and dad on the land so we had property up there. Mum was a nurse and, and dad did a bit of work both on the farm and as a health and building surveyor. So health kind of was part of who i was and, and what i did and it was funny even today when vaccinating a patient said oh you did a good job and it re- took me back to being at home and vaccinating myself as a 12 as year old with mum's guidance and i guess it's funny looking back that sort of idea of gotta look after your health and be it putting a vaccination in your own arm or putting a band-aid on when you've been outside in the paddock and cut yourself kind of helped form myself and my siblings one of which is in healthcare as well it gave us that insight into the healthcare industry and how important one's health is. And, you know, I was fortunate enough in Armidale to work with a bloke called Greg Hannon. Greg was one of the very early adopters of the pharmacist advice model, which was at that point in time, 30 years ago, with the idea of Ford pharmacy and, and talking to your patients and, and getting away from being stuck out the back. So I guess that's me. I'm late 30s, four kids, happily married, busy life, trying to find the balance and work in both community pharmacy four days a week and in a private practice doing men's health work one day a week and then, you know, every night.
0: With the family. So, look, that's interesting. You, you and I had not really had a chance to talk about your background prior to coming on board. I spent a couple of years growing up in Tamworth, so I know the New England region fairly well. would also say in terms of transition from Armidale to the ACT, you've got the climate or the temperate climate's pretty much the same, haven't you?
1: Yeah, very much so. And I guess it's interesting. It's a similar country to look at, similar country to live in. It gets hot, it gets cold. But equally, it's an educated populace. And I guess for a regional town, Armidale had a university. It was 25,000 people and it was educated. I, I see that here in Canberra as well. The Canberrans are educated and they ask questions that probably wouldn't get that in too many other places, like informed questions. They want to know about their rights and their responsibilities and what they can do to better their health very proactive and I guess I found that in Armandale as well to an extent and that was just that being living in an educated town which was great.
0: That's great introduction to yourself and I really appreciate you giving that time so let's talk now about the two businesses you're involved with pharmacy a little bit like Culliman Court Pharmacy Guild of the Year winner this year at uh, APP which you must be absolutely stoked about. I've read some of the background on that but maybe just a brief summary of what you guys did in Culliman Court that actually received the recognition for that award.
1: CoolmanCorp Pharmacy is an interesting pharmacy and look, it always has been. So I started here in August 2011, that's 11 years down the track now and we started as a fairly lean team with a retail manager, three front of house staff like pharmacy assistants, one permanent dispense tech and three pharmacists. Today we've got no retail manager, a pharmacist, a senior pharmacist that works in a very much a retail and stock based role so that we know that we get it right. So we've got the product mix right. We cleared out all the cosmetics and shoes and hats and and junk because it didn't speak health. So we did that four years ago. And over the years, we've accumulated a different mix of staff. So I've gone from that quite traditional retail managed pharmacist, but running pretty lean to having now up to eight pharmacists at any one time in the pharmacy, two permanent dispense techs. Four full-time front-of-house staff, no retail manager, as I said before. And it's working really well. So I've got two partners in the business, which I think is important to note. I was the managing partner here on my own for 10 years before Brooke VC joined me 12 months ago. And Brooke's been great, lovely fresh breath of air, has brought a new motivation and passion, which is good. We all get that seven-year itch, and I'll talk about that in a bit as well. So the operation here is very different, and probably going through the transition back in 2013, I'd worked in community pharmacy in twenty thirteen for about seven years and that seven-year itch had presented and I think we all have that in our professional lives and in our personal lives, you know. You often see a relationship breakdown after five to seven years, and that's that this idea of you become comfortable and you're looking for a new challenge and, and be it at work or, or personal life, it happens to most of us. So 2013 with the seven-year itch happening, I booked at applying for medicine and had all but applied, made the phone calls, got all the information and the opportunity came to buy into the business. So I bought into couple of pharmacies here in Canberra and that scratched the itch for a little bit and I was doing some men's health work at that point in time we were just seeing the odd patient come through and that had all started one patient one of my regulars a diabetic came in and he said he needed a penis pump and you know I laughed which I shouldn't have (coughs) in retrospect and it's one of those moments where you think crikey I could have handled that situation a lot better and he sort of was very embarrassed having asked me about getting a penis pump and I'd laughed and we had a good relationship so there was no ill intent through it but I probably could have been more inquisitive from the start. And when he said, no, no, I'm for real. I'm not pulling your leg today. And he used to tell jokes all the time, so could have been a joke. I said, well, we better talk. And we went to the consult room and the rest was history. So he told me he had prostate cancer needed to get a medical grade penis pump as per his urologist. And I'd never had any dealing with urologists. So that was foreign to me. I didn't know what they were, or what they did. I thought they just dealt with kidney stones and urinary tract infections, but that was quite wrong. So most people probably heard the story, but for those that haven't, called the urologist and said, what are you doing to this poor bastard who needs to get a penis pump? Are you joking? And he said, no, no. He said, come into my office and I'll tell you all about it. If you want to do the work, I'll upskill you. You can do a surgery with us and over to you. So, I went into his office and sat at a grand desk and he was lovely and he said, look, this is what it is. After the guys have surgery or if they've got peronies or erectile issues, we use vacuum erection devices. This is what you get buy it from the States and, and I'll send the patients over. So we started doing that, putting them on Tadalafil 5 milligram every day for general erectile health. Using the vacuum pumps every day for 10 minutes to increase the penis length and encourage Penis to be pulled out because it tends to withdraw a bit when the guys have surgery and a bunch of stuff. And he said, I want you to teach my guys to do injections. And I said, Right, no worries. How do you do a penile injection or an intracavernosal injection? So he did one of those with us. And, and I've since done that a time or two to see what it's like. So, you know, it was all that sort of stuff. It was all very practical. It was what you went to uni for. And I think, I am just talking to my team, they're feeling burnt out, Scott. They're feeling exhausted from rats, face masks, and vaccination. It's unrelenting. So to be able to do something different, something that was more in keeping with this idea of vaccinating yourself and putting a dressing on a on a wound like this was our core function as a pharmacist it was supporting the patient in your community pharmacy to live a better healthier life so we were doing that very very much in its fundamental state so that was back in 2013 we started doing the men's health stuff and it got busy 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 to the point where we actually set up a, a separate consult space outside the pharmacy in a, in a private consultation area in the medical heart of Canberra in Deakin. So this is where all the specialists are, so all the endocrines and gastroenterologists and surgeons and neurologists. so anyone that was anyone in Canberra has a private consultation space in Deakin so we got one there and the patients walk in and call me doctor and I say I'm not a doctor I'm a pharmacist and that's all I am but but I've got a passion for men's health and what I don't know about men's health isn't really worth knowing particularly when it comes to urological health so erections and bladders and continence and testicles and all that sort of stuff, all the good stuff. And it's the stuff that motivates men, right? So it's not like talking about blood sugar that the patient doesn't understand nor particularly care for. This is about having a healthy penis and a healthy sex life and keeping things ticking over, which for men is really important. And in fact, for most of the men, it's it's a really high priority and it's certainly a motivating priority. So we sort of tied that men's health thing into the pharmacy, which has been great. And we still do a bit at the pharmacy and look probably... To be very frank, I suspect that the main reason we won the Pharmacy of the Year Award was off the back of the Men's Health Program, because it's got that long history in the pharmacy here at Coolman Court. It's tried, it's proven, it stands on its own financially, and it's innovative. We do some cool stuff with wound care, like a lot of other pharmacies. You know, the wound care, we've got some really motivated pharmacists in the opioid replacement therapy space, so with methadone, suboxone. And these guys are doing cutting edge stuff with patient support because it's often transactional in this opioid replacement therapy space, and it's a growing space with all these people that are that find themselves dependent on OxyContin and, and those strong painkillers. They're being referred into to go onto the program. And we know that their health literacy is not great. Their the general health probably isn't great. They've got mental health and anxiety issues that aren't being dealt with because we're treating these patients in a very tight silo and it's just about their dependence but we're not looking holistically at them as a person which is again this is pharmacy's bread and butter to treat people holistically and look outside the obvious and try and support them better so they can live that happy healthy and full life so we've got program that we've starting to run here that supports the patient's with questionnaires and then referrals to GPs and other allied health to make sure that they're looking after their full person. And that's really proved interesting. We've got 50-odd patients on the program. But only about a third of them had a regular GP, which is mind blowing. The rest of the time they're just seeing a doctor for a methadone script and that's it. So their dental hygiene, dental health's not good, their mental health's not good. We know that because they're on Valium and they're on sertraline and stuff. And, and we know that antidepressants and any anxiolytics, any psychotics. So we can help these people to be compliant and more functional within our society, which is the whole premise of this opioid replacement program. It's not about getting them off, it's about making them functional and, and helping them. So we do that and run the cardiovascular health program for people who have had cardiovascular accidents, so MIs, heart attacks, those sorts of things. Support them post their, their cardiac rehab at the hospital for their six weeks. We run a continence program and that ties into men's health a bit as well, but we know that people that having continence they're less likely to talk to the doctor one in one in two people in doctor's waiting rooms having continence issues and that's certainly not what the doctor knows and we see that so the patients come in for further support and it's not just about getting continence pads or a penile clamp or having the medications reviewed again it's a holistic thing like are there meds that are causing it do they need to see the physio half the time you talk to them and they've never been told to go and see a pelvic floor physio and uh, we know that the physios can get their continence really sorted out. And, and often it can be cured. And living with incontinence is a terrible thing, particularly as we age. It's embarrassing. It smells. Forget your pad. And you get wet pants. It's, it's terrible. So we can really help these people as well. So we'd identify this as low-hanging fruit in community pharmacy. And it's not the stuff that everyone's doing. You know, we can all we can all dabble in diabetes and cholesterol and take a blood pressure. But that's not what we're here for. We, we want to do something different, something that motivates our staff. And our patients and talking to somebody about managing their blood sugars for us is probably just a bit on the boring side and we can't see the return on investment in talking to them and they don't really want to pay for that service they want something that's going to change their life and make them more comfortable and and that's what we identify as low-hanging fruit And there's plenty out there
0: so that's where we are mate not that i'll ever expect to say that i knew at all you've actually just blown my mind with a whole lot more stuff. And as you said, there's a couple of things that came out of that. One was the fact that I know a lot of pharmacists and pharmacy teams through my journey that are really tired today. There's been so much thrust upon the pharmacy industry, good and maybe not so. And from what I just heard from yourself is that you and your team have actually said, look, we know that we've got to do this, but let's not make that our day. Let's do a whole lot of other things that actually help people both from a comfort, a lifestyle, but also I would suggest a mental health perspective because if you don't feel great, it really plays on your mind. And when you feel good, your lifestyle tends to be quite good. But if you're feeling bad, and, and I and a lot of um, time for people with chronic pain, for example, because you know, there's not a lot that they can do with it. But if you help them manage that, I guess, then their lifestyle becomes a bit better and then their mental health becomes a bit better. And then you would get this cycle where as things get better, then I guess their whole attitude towards life gets better. The other thing that you said through there too I know when I joined Pharmacy just over 20 years ago now, and I'd come from a corporate business and retail background, I came in at the time where Pharmacy was doing film and photo developing, and I've mentioned this a couple of times in uh, in my podcast, and to me it made sense, I guess, from a customer service point of view, but it never made sense from a health point of view, and I came in to look after a group of pharmacies um, in the southern states here, and the same thing, when this group would buy a pharmacy, they would you know, take um, giftware out for- from my perspective, I really got that because I couldn't make the connection from giftware to, to pharmacy and health. I could certainly make it from a staff motivation or team motivation, and to a point from a profit perspective, if no one else in the town was offering it, and and when photo film developing disappeared, it seems like a lot of pharmacies jumped into giftware because it was something to fill the gap with. But again, what I really got excited about was when the weight loss programs, and I had a fairly big involvement with the Tony Ferguson, Terry White Group weight loss program, which actually all of a sudden was about health and people and lifestyle. So, so everything you said there made sense, but you've actually gone further. You and your team have taken an area that I'm not saying pharmacists wouldn't know about, but maybe haven't considered. And I, and I, I know on your website, which I'll include in the show notes, you're starting to branch your clinics out around Australia. How, how is that working? Are you looking for more people to join? Obviously, it's not for every pharmacy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's look, it's not for everybody, and you've got to have someone that's passionate. It's easy to say you're passionate, but but to walk the walk and talk the talk are two different things. And so, yeah, you need to be passionate. And it's it's interesting. It's it's always slow burn implementing a program. It's not like you're going to put it in, and you're going to retire tomorrow. You put it in, and you've got a bit of hard work to do. You've got to pound the pavement, tell people, both patients. And doctors, what you do? When I say doctors, I'm I'm meaning GPs. I mean specialists, endocrinologists, urologists, you know, anybody that's working in that men's health, Europe men's urological health space. And they include endocrinologists because they often look after low testosterone, and we know that low testosterone is involved in erectile dysfunction. So it's about having the conversations with them, telling them what you do, going to the local prostate cancer support meetings finding out where your local prostate cancer nurse is through the PCFA, the Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia, connecting with them. You want to be of that personality type that likes talking, likes interacting with people, gets a kick out of, of helping people. And if you've got all those attributes, then you're the right sort of person that we're looking for. And it's interesting, when we, when we first started thinking about how can we roll out services to other pharmacies, we thought, well, it's not going to be for everybody to do 1,000 patients annually. That's not practical. And in metropolitan it is, but in the regional areas, it's not. So we came up with a model whereby you could be a diehard, which was somebody who might be doing 1,000 patients annually, and that might even look at having their own private clinic set up. And that had only worked in a metropolitan area. So Capital City, Newcastle, Wollongong, those sorts, of bigger places, a larger populace, and then from there, the next category down was a weekend enthusiast, and that would be a pharmacist like like my mate Angus Court's out at Dubbo. So Dubbo's got Dubbo's a regional New South Wales town that's of might have a population of 50,000. There's three urologists out there, and Angus works with those guys and sees patients within his pharmacy, but he might see. I don't know, 10 patients a week, five patients a week, perhaps. And he can do that quite comfortably within his community pharmacy without it being overrun by men that have got erectile issues, prostate issues, continence issues. So that's a weekend enthusiast. You'd want to come to camp. We'd normally get those guys to come to Canberra, do some training with them over a couple of days, give them the upskill, get them all the bits and bobs they need from penis pumps and penile clamps to traction devices, how you use it, what the problems are. And then they go back into their local communities, spruik service, help patients. And when they get to a point where they don't know what the answer is to a question, they call us and we take over. So you know that on your own. And then from there, there was more of just an advice provision where your pharmacy is keen to do professional services. You're already doing 10 different professional services. But for some reason, you think men's health is something that's important. And it's important to your local community because you've got mining or because you've got industry or because maybe you've had prostate cancer and you think, yeah, that'd be beneficial for me to know more about. I'd like to help other people because it's not a nice thing to go through and I, as a pharmacist, I can help. And the local GPs don't get it. They, they're not doing enough or they're, you know, we can support them to do a better job. And for those pharmacies, they might say, I'd like to have a go. I couldn't do the consults because we've got other priorities, but I want to have the conversation, break the ice and then put them in touch with Men's Health then Under so that one of your pharmacists can support them. And we normally do that via telehealth or video conference calls. So those pharmacists equally would come to Canberra, they can do a couple of days with us, sit on some consults, do some reading and educate themselves to get to a point where they can deliver standards to a certain level. Probably it's just talking to their patients that come in and GPs to say, we're here to help. So that's the three levels, Scott. And it works quite well. So we've got Pharmacists set up in Brisbane, couple of sites in Sydney, Melbourne's kicking off shortly, Hobart's kicking off, and we're looking at Adelaide currently. So we've got pharmacies in those spaces, and then you know, Angus out at Dubbo's doing a fair bit of work as well. And I know the guys in Wagga have have been upskilled as well. So yeah, always always happy to collaborate. And it's not um, it was it was funny. This was never about turning a buck. It was always a side hustle and, a, and just something that interested me. The reality is that you can set it up as a business and there is money to make out of it, but I've always maintained the way that this thing works is if you put the, the patient at the heart of everything you do, and they're your reason for being in business and, and for providing the service. The dollars and cents work themselves out. They really do. It was never about generation of income. Yeah, it had to pay for itself, but it can do that and a whole lot more if you've got the passion and the heart to do it.
0: What's the old adage that most successful businesses come about because someone's passionate about what they do? So, And I think that's absolutely right in that perspective. So you spoke there a little bit about the, some of the technology you're using, and I guess ultimately that's been a, a great chat so far. And I don't want to diminish the value and the importance of what that is, but I guess we come now to the the technology that you're using in your pharmacy and also in your clinic. And you mentioned there before about telehealth appointments, etc. So not necessarily wanting to talk about dispensing platforms or point of sale platforms, but what's some of the technology that you're using in your pharmacies that is around business efficiency for you and your team? And I guess also about improved client services.
1: Let me tell you about three. And if knowledge is critical in our day-to-day business, both, both for the effective and efficient running of the business, but also in terms of the, the patient. So we're looking at Positive business outcomes or PBOS, and positive patient outcomes PPOs. So all of the technology is geared towards these these two things. And I'll, I'll tell you about three. And if you've got questions on others, more than happy to talk them them as well. So number one is a, is one we've just started using called Dragon, and Dragon is an AI tool, predictive text made for medical specialists and doctors so and and allied health as well so what we're using the dragon tool for is dictation and it's bloody clever like it really is so in our men's health business because if you're taking patient notes which you need to be if you're delivering a service because we're not pharmacists in this role we are nurses we are social workers we are doctors we are a pharmacist we are a physio like you're talking about all these different specialities and, and allied health areas all of these guys take notes and you have to take notes you have to close the link with the referring pro- practitioner prescriber and you have to send them a letter and, and to get that done in a timely fashion it takes a it does it takes a long time doing it pen and paper first to then have to go and input it into your software to generate a letter so dragon has revolutionized the way we take our patient notes, the way we generate our letters. And the way that we communicate in emails, what it allows us to do is in our software, and this will be point number two, in our Clinico software, you put the cursor in the box and you talk at your mobile phone, you dictate to it and it bribes it into your platform word for word medically correct everything capitalized where it needs to be if you're putting in five milligram tadalafil it puts in five space mg space tadalafil spelt correctly if you use a brand name it knows all of those i had to say xjiva to it the other day which they use for paget's disease it it knows it all it is incredible it's israel and we know that the israeli are, are very good at at this AI dictation, they've been in, intercepting messages and translating them for years, and the tool is bloody amazing. It's not cheap, 1500 bucks a year, but it is saving us 10 times that in staff wages doing dictation and patient notes and emails, and it doesn't miss a beat, it's dead accurate. So that's point number one, great revolutionizing the way we're doing our patient notes and sending letters and it means that we get it done and the doctor gets a letter that makes sense rather than something we've typed out that's grammatically incorrect with spelling mistakes point number two is clinico i can't plug clinico hard enough if you want a discount on clinico get in touch and i'll provide you with a referral which will get you a discount and it'll give give us some money back too it's not terribly expensive it's used by many allied healthcare practitioners physios that we work with particularly and it's a CRM platform that allows you to have a patient database, take all your treatment notes, do letters to prescribers, and then automatically email or fax them. Everything's in template form. You create your own templates to suit. You can have a product database, so you can run a point of sale out of it. It does all your invoicing. So you can run a mini business out of Clinico. So it's been fantastic. It's You've got a, a database of all your prescribers. So... We do a newsletter and a podcast so if i want to tell our patients that we've got a new podcast episode out or that there's a quarterly newsletter with updates is out we just punch it straight out to that database you can track all your metrics so your sales your turnover your number of patients in the database how often they're coming when all their appointments are if they haven't got follow-up appointments you know give me that list all your stock on hand values expenses in expenses out does everything and it's completely tailorable to any patient program or uh, service that you offer within your pharmacy cost for one practitioner is generally what a pharmacy would need if you're doing CPAP you just need one practitioner and it might cost you 700 bucks a year the next level is five practitioners and it might be 1500 bucks not not expensive not at all and then the third one that I thought was worth talking about is one that we've built in-house called Clinicom. And this is not something that you'll find as a package you can buy particularly at this point, but Clinicom is another practice support aid that aids the patient. So with our vaccinations, and we're nudging 20,000 vaccinations given in the last 12 months across COVID and influenza, it was important for us to record those patients' details and to be able to communicate with them. We want to be able to go back to them after they've had their vaccinations and say hey this is your post care this is where you go at the government's website to get the information on how you might feel and what if something's going wrong what do you do for covid or influenza but equally if you've got any problems this is how you get in touch with us. So we've got an after-hours pharmacist on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So you know it sends them out the link, phone number 1300-ASK-LPG. That rings at one of the pharmacists' pocket, and you can always get help. So really important for that extra level of service to be able to provide that number. So we collect all the patient's data on their vaccination forms, input it into Clinicom, which we've built ourselves. So it collects the patient name, date of birth, as an ident- unique identifier, And a contact number and email and then we can send out pre-filled forms that send out two hours after the vaccination to tell them what they've had and and post care and how to get in touch if they're due for another one in six months it sends that reminder out as well and that's been really beneficial and i think it's probably stamped because we were early adopters of vaccinations here in canberra i reckon it's stamped us as a go-to place for any vaccination now so when the flu shots came out we sent you know, fifteen thousand SMSs out to the database to say flu shots are here. Book on this link. Questions? Contact us here. And within ten minutes of sending that message out, we'd had a hundred bookings made on the website. So, another really valuable tool to position yourself as a service provider. We are looking at rolling that out more broadly. But it's all about connectivity with your patient, letting them know you offer the service and inviting them back into the pharmacy, and making them feel loved, making them feel like you do care, and and that they are connected with you. Because we know that that's what Patients and consumers want. That's that's how they consume healthcare now. Is via emails and SMSs. And and if we can SMS into their pocket and say we're still here, ready to help you, then they're far more likely to come back and do from all over Canberra. I mean, Canberra's population's nearly five hundred thousand, and we get patients from every suburb coming in to get their vaccinations done not because it's convenient but because they know we do a good job and we're going to look
0: after them. Again thanks for that one of the things that I enjoy about this podcast series is obviously around technology you've just highlighted again that pharmacists apart from being focused on healthcare and patient care the amount of new technology and platforms I've had the opportunity to chat about and you've just highlighted another one that you guys have built yourself and ultimately it's got to come from somewhere but certainly I think pharmacy drives a lot of technology change and efficiencies and platforms from that perspective. Brad we're coming to the- end of our time. And I don't want to kind of cut us too short, but was there anything else on your list that we haven't chatted about?
1: No, Scott, look, I think we've had a good chat and I'm a pretty approachable fellow. And if anybody's got questions about what else we might be doing, by all means, get in touch. I mean, the technology piece is really critical. You know, we've put in robots to help with dispensing and we've really amped out what we can do with guild care and our script reminder service that most pharmacies have got. You know, we've tried to really utilize them to their absolute max. We've got a little website, a little web store that we've built, not so that we can sell much commerce, but just to have that presence, which I think is important. A lot of pharmacies struggle with, you know, how much of an e-presence do I need? You don't need a lot, but you just need something to say you're there. So look, there's heaps of stuff that we do with tech. More than happy to talk to anybody that's interested. I'm sure the Scott can include the contact details for us in the show notes. But no, look, that's been great. Scott, it's always good to chat to you. And you're a pretty inspirational follower as well, mate. So thank you for, for doing what you do. Um, because uh, without pleasure. what you do, you know, the message doesn't get out to the listeners as well.
0: Appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a great chat. I uh, certainly have learned some new things today and look forward to staying in touch. Thanks for your time today. Cheers. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business, Arian Technologies, and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.